Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Ahoy. And uh, we're back on to Genesis. Yes. And just so much that's happened in the last two weeks. Um, I really, really, really liked how we went off on um, last week with with Dune. Um, but moving back into Genesis, I just like how we kind of get to sort of incorporate everything that we talked about in Dune and sort of keep moving into now... Um, Genesis um, 11, which is uh, one through nine. Right. With the Tower of Babel. And God, dude, there's so much about the Tower of Babel that I know we can get all over the place about, but I'm going to try to keep it as concise as I can and ask the questions that have been sort of surfacing during the studying that I've done in the last like even month, because I kind of skip ahead with some of the chapters to sort of prepare myself since there's so much information out there. And so, you know, one thing I kind of noticed with the conversations we've had with the Bible is even though we're going off the King James Version, we rarely sort of talk about what the King James Version might say about um, in the Bible about something we're going to break down. And it's so interesting how there's only a few lines on so many of these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, once again, here we go. So heavy, yet so concise and only meant to be understood by those who can sort of read between the lines right right and that's what we're, we're going to be breaking up today so if we're all over the place i totally take the blame because again i can't contain my excitement about you know just so much of the of the um the hidden meanings that are in, in this story but also what's like right in front of you and it's sort of kind of deciphering what to take from from each uh, line that's that's in in this story, and so you know if if you don't already know about the Tower of Babel and the King James version, they talk about you know how Earth is just one language, right? Right. And in a nutshell, you have you know the people um, that have now moved from you know the east over to the west, right have now, you know, sort of in a nutshell wanted to defy God by just making their own stairway to heaven and sort of just know that the way to reach that hierarchy of enlightenment or a higher power can be done by the will of the person without God. Mm -hmm. And God's like, no, right. I'm going to come here and I'm going to separate everything that you have constructed as one civilization. And we're going to just divide and, uh, and separate and create all different languages and and so many different things come from that but that that all goes with the idea of the people trying to also avoid the flood right so the flood happened that's the last thing we talked about in the bible here was the 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 great delusion then so now the people were like hey like that's not going to happen to us this time right you know we, we kind of have a um we're a little ahead of the curb right now and so Again, there's so much to to describe of this story, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself because, um, you know, this this myth um, where in the story, you know, this this whole united human race and the generations that followed the Great Flood, um, 
you know, you, you talk about all these different things like Babylonia, right? And like what, which, which is what's known as Shinar, right? Um, there's just like, again, every time I read through it, I'm like, okay, let me pause and go back and do some research. And why is this, you know, um, not, not mentioned here in this part of the Bible. And then you have these archeologists over here who are, who are arguing about where exactly the origin of this, of this even like physical place, uh, whether or not it existed. So just so as jumbled as I am right now to not have our listeners feel so jumbled, let's go ahead and smooth this out as best as we can jump around a little bit as we normally do. And I'm going to let you take it away from here and I'll start firing questions when I can, because again, this, I have like two or three pages here of each line in the scripture and the interpretation that's been made through other esoteric uh, research that I've done and other websites that have been really great. And also the books that I've been using through mainly P hall. Um, so yeah, man, let's, let's get into it. Great. Start no, with, yeah. Great introduction, man. And absolutely. This is going to be this is, again, it's a biblical story, and I know that there's always these catchphrases that I reuse, and people are like, hey, you should play a drinking game to Daniel's catchphrases, but <laughs> let's start this off with um, a 12-fold allegory. Cool. And so, this is exactly what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a story with many, many layers, infinite amount of layers, like the iceberg, but this one's a unique story because this is going to not just deal with the aspects of consciousness and our own personal evolution of consciousness, we're actually going to see ramifications of this in our external world as well. Mm. And so it's it's a story that's not only a multi-fold allegory, but it also has penetrated timelines of not only the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. And it's all going to kind of come from what the source of the story is really about. But there is, there's there's a there's a vagueness and there's an incomplete that is left in Genesis yeah, on this account, yeah. right? Thank you. Way, way to put yeah. that into words. That oh. gives me comfort because I'm just like, what is going on here? But yeah. Right. And we, we know, know this. We you know, know we, we know this idea of the, this Bible's version being a very kind of watered down aspect of what that spoken tradition was that it was rooted from. But this, Bab- this, this Tower of Babel has this materialistic idea of the breaking up of cultures, the breaking up of languages. It's going to have a spiritual platform, how it's actually an internal stairway to the infinite. It's going to talk about the aspects of when we actually try to create religions and the destruction of right. that. The aspects of, you know, even just the confusion, but even what these buildings represented um, for the for the adept and the initiate. And most of all, it's actually going to be a representation of these mystery schools and really the inversion of this occult energy that we've been kind of learning about. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is a story that is on multiple timelines, and we're going to see kind of multiple aspects of how it affects consciousness, not only in the me in here, but also the us out here, us in right. here, right? And so it's, it's the universal collective consciousness as part of the story but also your own internal part of that story, right? And so one thing we have to remember too is Genesis is not working really on this linear timeline with our, our own creation. It's not like we yeah. go from these steps in this like linear order. It's it's more of a, a marrying of these all these experiences. And so that's what we're kind of seeing with the Tower of Babel. It's furthering the implications of the fall is what we're doing here. And really what we're talking about here is the hardening of consciousness. And we we know this through when we were talking about time and how time is kind of this evolving thing that's pushing us forward, right? And we're evolving 
we're unfolding with time. And part of that aspect is the hardening, the hardening of the material realm. Right. And this material realm is getting more real. Um, and this is really the transition when we look at other ancient books, when they talked about how men and women walked with gods, and right. they walked with angels, and they walked with monsters. This is that separation. Okay, so this is kind of a almost like a calling of a new age. And what this is really kind of representing is no longer will God walk with man in this very direct way because the veil is is getting the veil wasn't as thin as it was back then. Right. You know, and so this is again why the ancients could understand holistic thought much better than we can. Like when they looked at natal charts and they looked at the placement of the planets, they didn't need the houses back then because they could see the holistic picture where what we're finding is we went from this wholeness to this kind of compartmentalization. And so for us to understand in kind of the, the where we are in the evolution of time, we really have to break stuff down into chunks and break stuff up into little parts. And then we try to kind of put it back together in the whole picture. And so this is also a, going to be a psychological text of how the human mind is going to evolve mm -hmm. to partake in this evolution of consciousness. Because remember, we are going to, this is going to mark a really dark period of human existence. But we have to remember that universal consciousness is evolving through us. And so it needs to go through these aspects of this bloodshed, of this under, misunderstanding of neighbors and all the conflict. And it's going to have to spread us out. It's going to flower out all these cultures and flower out all these languages with this understanding that they're all going to unfold and kind of fold back into themselves. Right. And we're going to retain the original tongue. Right. And that's also what we're going to kind of look at is what was that original tongue? What was this one language? And how different is it maybe than the one language that maybe the social engineers might be trying to manufacture? Like this is a deeper spiritual language that had a connection between sound and this actual experience. And we'll kind of talk about that, but just jumping in, this story reaches and touches so many different aspects. So my friend, I know you're really curious and we're both curious. And so we're going to touch on all these aspects, but yep. do you have one where kind of a direction you want to start to kind of get this conversation rolling? So you, you've already started. So let's continue from what you said. So what you started is what I was going to say about language. I, yes. I love that you said, you know, yeah, there's the one language, but as universal consciousness separates us all, and that's part of the process of the evolution that we all have to, um, you know, take part in, we come back, hopefully, one day to that same common language. And so when this language is, is, is divided up, uh, or before that language is divided up, let's talk about, you know, the group moving the group as in like the whole as a civilization from East to what is Shinar or Babylonia. Oh, great. Let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about like what, what that really means. Cause I know that internally that's the shift of consciousness also from one part of the brain, right? Maybe to the other side, it's like you have this more spiritual going into more materialistic and right. less connected to source. So like, of course, maybe there, the aspect of this consciousness moving, um, and even on the as and even to kind of address the idea of where where they're even going to set up this foundation for this area, and it's different. They're going to travel from that high spot of Mount Aronaut, which was where Noah's the ark was going to kind of sit after the flood, and we're actually going to kind of travel down into this valley. And this is going to be this is all going to be symbolic of the aspect of setting up consciousness 
in a low perspective, in a lower expression. And this is the consciousness that we're trying to create and build foundation from. And we're going to see that you can't do that. You can't, there's, there's no way you're going to build this tower to heaven coming from this low of a perspective, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the first, even just these really important things to kind of understand, just like when we were making the light body and we were going through that alchemical process, this body can't, this body needs to morph into something higher, something above the cube, Rich is this this is five elements. You're not gonna build the kingdom to heaven by this cube, right? And so when they go and they use just bricks and what is it slime or sludge, right? Is what they actually use in that text. We know this in the alchemical process. You need to purify the elements before you can make making the structure. You're never gonna make you're never gonna make that connection with bricks and slime, right? You know, like we, we kind of think about it when Dorothy was on the yellow brick road, she was following that yellow path. It was that golden path. It right. was purified. She wasn't making that road with boogers, which is slime. Right, you know what I right, mean? Right. Like it's, it's got to be purified. You're not going to, that, that temple isn't going to be made from this earth. Or, or at least not made from the lower parts of yourself. Exactly. Right. And that's exactly what we're trying to get created there. Um, so that just like right off the aspect of this building, why the building isn't going to work and why they even talk about this physical building up to the sky, if that if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you, I mean, if, so if they move from like the east, right? So they, they're here in Shinar now. They, they, they were at a higher, more spiritual place. Um, when we left off with Noah and now they are putting someone else in charge as their God, right? Like they're Stalin, if you will, like their main person that's going to uh, assure that if we all build together, uh, we, we, we can't be gods ourselves and we can reach the heavens um, with our own will. Yeah. So, so yeah, so let's, let's go from there. I mean, so we're here right now, we're making the, these, these, uh, moves from a, a lower self and then um and yeah i mean it's just it's kind of insane how like i guess my question was going to say to be that is like if you leave the garden of eden from that far away and move over to this west side what is the cause of this if the descendants aren't even that far off from noah himself it's like was there a lack in teaching do you think there was there a lack so this is and this is going to be that's a great question this is going to be part of the evolution of consciousness okay because what we're seeing here is the descent from the spiritual to the personal okay so now we're no longer walking with god we're trying to find god walking within us and expressing it out. Wow. So this is this is the transformation. This is how the evolution of consciousness has to work. And so what we're going to see is the power of the heavens is going to slowly be replicated and pulled down for the human experience. But the the thing is is what happens when you pull down good and evil where you experience good and evil. Okay? And so what's going to happen is that wholeness, that connection to the holistic universe, that aspect of again walking with gods, walking with angels, that veil is going to get harder and this material world is going to champion the spiritual world. And this is going to start the ages of that of the heavens coming down. And so what what do you have to do to find your own heaven now? There's a lot of subconscious work you have to do. You have to reconnect to heaven through that internal realm. And so you can almost imagine the Tower of Babel as inverted. It's actually right. not a tower to heaven. You actually invert that, and that's how you get back to heaven. And that's what God was looking for. You have to go within. 
you now have to find the God. You're not going to see it in the external world. You're going to see division. And that's what this is about. Wholeness has been t- taken away. Right. And the, now everything has to be divided. And so we we had this fracturing and this fracturing out. And the, and the whole process is it coming back together right. and kind of being whole. Um, and so we even think about this journey, how we were sent from the East, right? And this goes with that story of the pearl that we were talking about, about the prince or the princess who was sent from the East. But as soon as they arrive in this new town, they take a drink and they're drunk and they forget about their foundation. They forget that their father and their mother are kings and queens of the East, right? right? So they walk around like junk drunkards and they're just they're just going with life going with the flow and it's not until they swim down in the ocean and receive that pearl that they remember who they are again but that 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 swimming down is that subconscious that's what's happening we have the inversion the tower of babel we're no longer able to see the ladder of heaven because the ladder of heaven has now been put inside of man and so we used to study the macrocosm and what this is going to be the shift is we used to study the heavens and these constellations to tell us the story about man and those are completely mirrored in the microcosm and so that's what's happening the focus went from the stars to the man. And this is going to be the story of the personality. This is the start of the human experience. This is this whole aspects of this challenges, you working in this life of sacrifice. This is, this is the process of being in the cube. Everything has to be separated, right? And um, we see that as our culture gets more materialistic, we divide and compartmentalize more and more aspects of what it is that we really don't have this good understanding of what wholeness is. And so how this is going to be is it's this this experience is needed for the evolution of humanity. This is the experience for the evolution of consciousness is needed. This energy, all of these experiences were fostering the growth. Because again, not only do we learn by contrasting light and dark, that is also how the universe expands and grows through the contrast of light and dark, right? right? So this is why we're going to have these dark periods of human history. This is why we're going to have some turbulent times, and it's really going to kind of hit its anchor with the Greeks. And that's why the Greeks is going to be such a celebration of kind of the human spirit and everything. But after that, we lose that. It's, It's kind of now the journey back home to the spiritual, right? Because even these ancient temples you know, they were all based off of the measurements of humans. They were all based off the measurements of the stars. And so they talk about how they would actually pull the measurements of the stars for these great temples down. And that's how they would actually create these, these megalithic structures that we don't have the capacity to do anymore because we don't understand these measurements. We can't see the universal pattern as as vividly does that right. make sense absolutely no i love that you're talking about the the sacrifice that they must make from within and i like how you're saying that with the story of the prince of the princess going down and into the waters and looking for the pearl or the inversion of the of the tower because that's something i actually hadn't even considered with some of the reading is, is that 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 is the inversion and then again when humankind is avoiding the path um to to go, let God within and meet, have God meet them. And they instead are saying, um, you know, I don't need to go through this process to sacrifice this, this unfoldment of my life to meet God. And I'm just going to cut corners and get there. You see this, this destruction, right? This chaos. And, um, but that from that chaos and from that destruction, you will find in these stories, there's always one or two individuals in the story that will say, 
I knew this would come and now the time is is to to rebuild again but from the in out not just from the out you know and just letting it um unfold in this sort of like a five cent construct that, that again we see in our society right now um not all around but you know definitely examples of how we've tried to just mirror um that that we don't understand that goes beyond our five cents construct but not really take the time to understand why it is that we want to even reach that sort of enlightenment and just sort of use that sort of knowledge for our own personal gain and not for the gain of our soul to evolve out of this meat suit <laughs> right no uh, that's a that's a good way to put it and that's absolutely absolutely what we're seeing here so again this is this is the blueprints for the creation of the spiritual self, you know, and even what, what this, this aspect of even what this information that could have been lost, you know, because we do, we, we speak about this one language in this story and this was one language was shared and then it was taken away. Right. And again, this is, this is that version. And, you know, one thing too, is we, we have the Genesis again is written by multiple different authors. And so it's yeah. kind of like Aesop's fables. We don't have a solid understanding of just who was, we know there's about two or three authors and this is definitely the distinctive one that's going to be more in accordance with the garden of Eden story. Not much like the seven days of creation, because if you think about the seven days of creation very much reads like a list. Yeah. It reads differently than these other um, chapters or these other sections. And so we do definitely have this aspect of, you know, again, a couple different stories kind of coming together to to create this creation story. But one thing that we find is in this creation story, we don't address the word, which is going to be so important when we cover the book of John, which is the other creation story, because that's the first line of John is talking about the word. The word was God and the word was with God. And this is going to be a really, really powerful topic that kind of gets left out in Genesis. And this word is really going to show the depthness of language and sound and its connection to realities. Okay. And we don't think about this anymore. We don't think about the connection sound has to not only the construction of our reality, the identification of our reality, and the understanding of our reality. Okay. And so what we're going to lose here is this sacredness between sound and form. Okay, and this might be the missing link to why we also can't make megalithic structures, because a lot of people believe, scientists believe that they might have used sound to actually move these stones. Like this right. could be an ancient technology that we, um, you know, no longer have access to. But there's this app, there's this, there's this awareness that needs to kind of be addressed in this, in the, in the power of the spoken word and really just the power of the sound and the occult value of sound um the the occult value of sound and tone and its connection to the deeper definition so vowels and consonants are expressional universal principles right and that's something that's really really interesting tones and sounds invoke a definite feeling within the individual and so the the ancients related the soul of the individual in a very different way that language relates to us today. So the soul and language were tied together. And there was this aspect of really, we've lost this feeling to 
to really construct and understand the feeling of these values and the consonants and how they're actually related to specific realities. So this, we just, we, I'm not doing the best job explaining this because it's a really, it's a really perplexing thing to kind of think about because sounds and vibrations have a deeper meaning. We've talked about this with definition, right? Mm -hmm. And so, a, A, E, I, O, U, right? These vowels in kind of these Latin-based alphabets. We we look at this the sounds and how they distinctly make and give occurrence to an actual physical reality, okay? And so what they're going to use with their alphabet is actually be able to create reality with their words. Like the Hebrew alphabet. Like the Hebrew alphabet's yeah, going to be a little bit closer. And so that's going to that's gonna kind of get this aspect aspect of like this ancient ancient language but what we're really seeing here is just like look at the commonality like there's there's essences behind our words that we don't think about okay and it's it's actually tied to the spiritual implication that it arises in the self you know you think about the word river okay there's a rushing aspect of the word river and you look at river in any languages it pushes off your mouth it mirrors the principle of a river by your spoken language. Watch how the movement of the mouth and how words come out reflect the principle, what we're later going to identify as an object, as it's it's a unique component. Right. It's got its own unique vibration. And so what we're going to lose here is the occult significance of tone and vibration right. and how it's the building blocks of this entire creation which now with quantum physics we have a much better understanding of about sound and vibration and how huge of a role it is and so this internal understanding of how powerful the spoken word is and what the word can create is also going to be lost yeah does that make sense oh absolutely Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're just now like that you're talking about quantum physics and how we're now able to measure um, sounds and tones and vibrations and how even it was known, I think it was like in, I don't know if it was, and don't quote me here, but I believe somewhere I read that in World War One. I, I mean, it was already known that when everyone was oppressed, the music that was um, you know, going through the the wave channels, you know, through radio uh, were at a certain hertz that only unmotivated individuals to not really feel any kind of spiritual connection. So a lot of the songs you'll hear from that time uh, have a certain tone and tuning that weren't just played because they were beautiful songs or songs of somber, but there also were something that made the masses not connect to something that they should have maybe awoken to during this oppression, this during this time. Are you talking about the switch from four four three two yep. to four four zero? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it's interesting that we already knew that. Like that we knew that how to like change just a slight variation of right. that vibration in order to keep people from rising right. to a higher level of consciousness. And so, you know, even losing this language uh, when God sort of punishes the civilization that tries to defy him you kind of already see that right now within like, you know, these social engineers that we talk about just sort of like taking um, something that is ours, like a sound that can really mimic a connection to a higher level of consciousness and sort of compartmentalize it into a place where it's like, well, this is what this is and this is what this yep. is. And there's no need to go beyond that. And I think you find that within groups of people who start meditations and mantras, or if they go to a synagogue and they realize like what's really going on here, they're like, Oh, there's a, there's a, 
powerful feeling going on right now that I can, that the heart can Perfect. feel, that the, the beats that are coming in through me are actually allowing me to sort of break down barriers that yes. I've put on myself. Um, so yeah, so go on, man. No, you, thank you for t- pulling that together. Cause I really didn't, you know, I, I wasn't doing a great job of clarifying that. And I think, you know, and it also, this language, the soul could fully express its thoughts and its emotions, right? which we cannot do today. Exactly. Right? Yeah, we, yeah. we have limited language. And so awesome. that's going to be also this aspect because we don't know that that archetypal language of the tones and these vibrations, we're not able to communicate these experiences, right? And so it's this, it's this really, really powerful aspect. And so this was this universal language, but this universal language also was seen as not being completely lost. And this was kind of said that this is what went to the mystery schools and this is what started alchemy. And that's what that we're, t- we're dealing with, with these universal patterns and this universal collective consciousness that's going to kind of come up later. This is that universal language as well. Right. Okay. And this is why in the Tower of Babel, it was a ziggurat. So it's supposed to be studying the stars, mm-hmm. which is reading the language of the heavens. Right. And, you know, again, as above, so below, what's in the stars we know replicates up here and what's here replicates up in the stars. Um, and so this like really, really deep understanding of this aspect is really kind of left on human history as a misunderstanding, you know, because right. we don't, we don't think about that aspect because we think of these formulations of languages and how we've advanced in language, but we don't have this connection to the vibrational definition of words. Exactly. Right. Which is something that can't be translated. You know, it can't be translated. You can change, you can translate the definition, but you can't translate the tone in that, of that word and that vibration that that word gives out. And so we lose a huge, a very big part about how we construct reality. Exactly. Because these are distinct principles. These are the building blocks of consciousness. And this is why, again, studying something like the Hebrew alphabet is such a important study because it transcends just being able to communicate in Hebrew. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's so important. Yeah. I mean, it said that, uh, you know, the, the alphabet from that's composed by the, the letters in, in the Hebrew language are based on the star groups that you're talking about. Right. I just think that's just an amazing component that we don't talk about in a society even now. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's scholarly individuals out there who know exactly what we're saying, but, um, yeah, it's just, um, I mean, I even struggled with it. I've, I've told this, I mean, it's funny. I have this conversation with my own mom because my mom and I are bilingual and I remember when I was younger, I would be so upset that uh, songs written in Spanish uh, with very few uh, lyrics said a whole story based on a few words, but not just the words, but the tone and sound of the expression that's coming from that one word. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that in English, even though it's like, you know, there's 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 the the influence that we have here in, in English from many different um cultures but somehow in you know french and in spanish italian i would say oh wow if, if my friends in english could only understand what's actually being said because they would say translate what, you, what this guy is saying or what this song is saying i'm like even if i did i couldn't do that because it won't allow me to express the actual tone that's coming out of his voice so i can tell you what the word means but you're not going to really understand right what was really trying to be um translated in this in the sentiment of this word um so even in modern times we can kind of feel this blockage you know what i mean right. um yeah 
And so, and think about just how limiting this is to reading this creation story because we're not reading it in the original cuneiform tabs. Oh my god! You know gosh, what I mean? Yeah. And those vibrations. And this is again why this was a spoken story. Right. This is why the spoken word was how these stories were shared because you're literally creating as you're speaking, and that's something that we all have to come to because we are all actually creating when we're speaking. And the power of the word is something that I really want to approach, especially when we kind of get into John. But but again, this is what that's letting us know is there's a deeper way to even use language and we're not going to be using language correctly. But also this is going to be, again, a physical representation of the loss of common language and the cultures that are going to rise up from this because culture, so much is born off of language, right? You know, there's there's a common culture that's always shared between languages where a lot of times countries are allies based solely on the aspect that they have the same language and they can communicate a little bit easier. So there's less misunderstandings. So you kind of will partner up with that country. I mean, it's not always that case, but it is something that we see more constant, I would say, than not when it comes to international relations. But what this has done on the conscious flow is it's, again, it's created this division, but it was supposed to, like we were supposed to unfold to fold back in. And that's kind of this process that we're doing. We're moving back in. Like we we expanded and covered the earth and now this connection's coming back. We have this connection. It's actually literally a digital connection, but this oneness is coming back to where we can start approaching aspects again under this universal mind and this universal consciousness. So again, I think this has a very telling aspect of even where we are in the evolution of consciousness and kind of where our culture finds it. Um, but just how damaging this was, and even the use of the, this is also attributed to the inversion of these esoteric principles right. that we've, that you were just talking about yeah. with, um, with the aspect of changing the tones mm-hmm. of the music and the vibration and the, the, I guess the frequency to kind of disconnect from the infinite. Right. Right. You know? Um, and so, you know, and one thing too, that this is kind of represents, and this is deep and it doesn't, we don't really know because it's, it's what you would call, um, this is more of a, a Gnostic story and kind of a deep Gnostic story. But also at this time, with this inversion of occult energy, we also have at some sort of, and again, this Bible isn't on a timeline, but around this era as well is when we're going to have a division between the masculine and the feminine as well. Um, And what this is going to represent is this aspect, because we're learning this universe and we're learning our materialistic actions and powers within this universe, this is where we're going to actually understand the significance of blood. And this is where blood is actually going to be used as a tool for power. Um, and what we're going to see early on and what's kind of part of this, this um, Tower of Babel and the breaking up of these languages was because that energy that the feminine provided, which was this that sacrificial blood that happens through their cycle, was given to the village. And I know we've spoken about this before, but it was given to the village and it was used for manifestation. And so unfortunately what happened is the men are going to start getting greedy and they're going to want to use this this blood for power and they're going to want to use it to kind of control other people and to kind of raise their own stakes and utilize this life force energy and the females are going to start to deny it. And so what's going to happen there is the men 
just decide that we'll just spill our own blood. And that's what's also going to start this fighting. And that's what's going to also start this period of intellectual darkness. Right. And it's also going to cause that separation and really that attack on the sacred feminine because there was this upset from the divine, the lower divine masculine that wanted to use that energy for power. And when it was denied, it was just like, well, we're not going to, we're going to cut off this matriarchy, which was the oldest source of our connection. Um, and we're going to really push through with power. And that's what we're going to see. We're going to see power and greed and all these aspects. Um, so again, it's, it's this inversion of energy for its proper use because the world's getting more materialistic. And that's, that's a historical event that's written in ancient stories. Um, and we don't understand the ramifications of that. And we never really will. What, what, what exchange happened there? And I would love for more people to delve into that research because there was, there was something that happened there where the feminine no longer gave the blood of life because it was being used in nefarious reasons. Right. Um, but that created a conflict and it, and that and that conflict is so severe that it's within our psyches today and that's what this is it's it's like the separation within us this is the dividing of the self this is why we have to work through this whole individualization process everything got compartmentalized everything got split up all the languages your emotions all became a different language it wasn't one language now now you have to learn all of these multifaceted aspects of yourself than rather just learning this wholeness that you are one with creation. Right. Right. Because it's the start of the human journey. This is the start of the yep. human experience. Oh God. Everything you just said is just great, man. Just great. Because I mean, even with, with just what we're doing here on this podcast, uh, I can say from my perspective, I would love to have the common language with every individual who feels that whatever part of the journey they're on right now, they can come and feel comfortable to have a conversation rather than a, how do I say this? A competition of information that one might have more of over the other in order to understand spiritual gain. So I feel like we're going through that process right now, even though we are evolving, which is great. I'm like, yes, hoorah. We're all going for the same source, but let us not forget as we're going to the source and going back to the source, there is no such thing as this sort of, I mean, there, there, are, there is obviously the literal, uh, uh, acknowledgement of certain mysteries and certain history and certain cultural, um, awareness that led us to have a better understanding of getting to a connection that is beyond our five cent construct. But it doesn't mean that you segregate and or push away those who aren't quite there just yet. And I feel like that's something you're seeing in our culture right now where people are like, no, I know more, way more about what you know about. So therefore, like you got a lot to learn before you get to this place. But it's like, no, like if we're going to speak the common language that makes us us whole, what's making that individual go onto that journey is the same thing that made you go onto that journey, which is this center piece that's in your heart that connects to and ascends past the crown's chakra above and beyond, which is why you're hungry for this information. It's not so you can just one up someone else based on what they may not know. But I'm saying, I'm saying all this because I'm noticing that we're, we're still babies in this because you will find these individuals who are like, I know more than you do, then therefore you shouldn't really even partake in this like 
conversation and people are like, wait a minute, like I, what drew me here is probably what drew you here too, is that, so I feel like you're witnessing, even though we're all trying to get to that, there's still like parts of us that are coming fragmented. from that separation. Yeah. yeah. That fragmented. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's a great point, man. That's a great point because you're, you're a hundred percent, a hundred percent on there. And then when we kind of look at the, the influence, we see that our culture and these social engineers are fanning the flames of this Tower of Babel. Right. Because this is further separating us, further dividing us, further changing that common language. 100%. Right? You know, and that's exactly what we're seeing because and it's so funny, I didn't even think about it, but what have we said since the beginning of this podcast is like, hey, we're trying to form a common language here. That's another drinking game you could play. Like, how many times did you say common yeah, language, you yeah. know? Um, but that's exactly it. And that's exactly what we were formulating, this spiritual understanding that was lost. Right. Right. And it was, now it was kept a lit. Um, but again, this is that transformation from the the descent from the spiritual into the personal. Absolutely. And that's in the this personal journey is tough and it's doesn't always feel so spiritual. And that's the thing though. We live in a in this this age that's not a golden age. Exactly. This isn't the age where we walk with angels, right? We don't see the angels. No, they're right on the threshold and they hold our breaths when we make these decisions, but they don't influence life like they did in these ancient stories. And if we really kind of view this as like the materialistic world is getting harder, this makes more sense. And this makes even more sense why, you know, consciousness is in this evolution stage. And we are, we're going from darkness to light because we are in this dark materialistic aspect right now. And that's why it's, it's a lot of work for spirituality. And some days it's easier to connect to these energies. And some days it feels it could be, you know, millions of miles away. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, even just intend to take a pause on like going off onto different like analogies and examples of just like where the separation exists. But one of the things that, you know, tragedy and loss and pain brings is the need and hunger and the curiosity for something higher above the materialistic uh, viewpoint that we're sitting at right now. So that lower area that we're in in Shinar trying to go and point back to where you know we once were um you know high above in Mount Ararat so I feel like that's what you're seeing right now like for instance podcasts I've said this since before podcasts kind of took off I said podcasts gave people more and more the ability to realize like these are my brothers and sisters because if you listen to their conversation they don't think that far apart than what I'm thinking about and so it makes people want to engage into such a thing like a podcast because it gives affirmation that this separation isn't as real as they once thought. But what makes you even want to listen to the podcast is the pain and suffering that is happening before your eyes right now. So you want to sort of like take yourself away from that that you see as being destructive and find some kind of celerity and some kind of peace. And people have found that in like podcasts, not so mm -hmm. much shows where actors pretend to be some kind of utopia or try to pretend to be something that they're, they once were or what they're trying to get to be. Or what the producer tells them to or be. Or what the producer yeah. tells them to be. It's, it's more real. And so people, I feel like that, that, but it, that would only happen if we weren't living in such tumultuous times. Like I feel like right. if, if we were living in such numbing times because we have everything we could have ever wanted, which is kind of like right now, I mean, people, we are, a very peaceful world in a sense, meaning like we're not after one another just out of no reason yet. Yet. <laughs> just kidding. Right? I'm just kidding. But, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like we're, we're, we're getting more and more antagonized, but I feel like to fight that antagonistic 
vibration, people find uh, new ways to connect in ways that they never probably would have before. And in this case, it's a very ancient way of doing things, which is just a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's just a conversation. What a podcast is, is just you having the third ear on someone's conversation between two individuals. It's all just part of that human experience that's been taking form from the beginning of this story. And it's part of that human, it's part of that human process. So no, I think that, I think that was fantastic. And it really does kind of connect this idea because I do think we're starting to try to reformulate that language and those connections to people's souls, what the original language connected to. And it was the perfect expression of the soul because you're right. The languages we use now is like, it's our personas. It's like this outer face. Like we don't even use our language to express our soul, nor do we know how to. And I think, I think you're right. I think even with like this, this next generation and like, I'm very interested to see what these butterfly wings look like, because I do think this, this next generation is going to, you know, I know technology has its hold and I, but I think they're going to be able to utilize technology for, for their own benefit. Um, maybe teach me how to use my email and <laughs> you know, all these aspects, but I do, I do see, um, you know, and we, I know people are like, oh, you guys are two very optimistic people for studying the occult, but like, why not? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do we have to lose? If we've already to... died, it's like, then what right. else do I have left to? F- and I know I'm not going to die. Yeah, it's and like, so like I'm, I'm not really... afraid of what the chaos will bring. Like I was saying, the chaos brings me more hunger for the knowledge of how to ascend to a place away from this crap that yeah. we're in right now. It's well, it's like... it's the boogers and bricks that they tried to build exactly. the Tower it's of Babel. Like, I don't want to live in this. Nobody you wants know? to live in boogers. So yeah, absolutely. No, and again, I. The kind of reference this this aspect of, you know, you're not going to build a structure to God in the cube of the cube, right? Right. We have to ascend, and it's actually dropping the lead of this realm and rising up. You're never going to build in this realm. It's the dropping of the lead. It's the dropping of the heaviness. That's what's going to rise us up. And so we see this ziggurat. We see this connection, and we do. We want to study the heavens. We want to understand this sacred alphabet this intuitive alphabet, this collective unconsciousness. We want to be able to, you know, resubmerge ourselves into this original language of the soul and the connection. And we do, we see this through these teachings. This is what alchemy is. It's the original language, right? This is what astrology is. This is what all symbology is. It's the original language. And it, even though it, it breaks up, like, again, these ideas were so powerful, even though it broke up into a bunch of different languages, these ideas still came back up in those different languages. Right. You know, and so again, this is it's it's like protruding out of the collective. And we are. We're in a time to collect that. This is that 2020 renaissance that we're still very much a part of. And it's the harvesting of this collective unconsciousness. But it's not gonna happen through fear. It's not gonna be it's not gonna happen by building our ladder to heaven in a materialistic way because that's only built with spiritual integrity, grace, love, and truth. Exactly. We must not succumb to the fear farm. Right. It's here, you know, and and it's very easy to to try to, you know, reap from that harvest. And I think that's what they've sort of um, allowed us to do, not even allowed, they've just given it to us. So just be like, Oh, just take from these crops mm-hmm. of fear. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. just know the distinguish or know how to distinguish between, you know, what's 
this tower of Babel that is being asked of you to put in your blood, sweat, and tears into with fear to make the mortar to build this, or you know, you take your own path and know how you will ascend one day away from such materialistic, you know, bullshit. You know, and too, really quick, because we were kind of, we, we, we were kind of talking about influence and how people have kind of inverted this. And I, I thought about this and just when you were kind of talking about it. So Babel, which was the native town for Babylon, in a Hebrew Bible was really connected to the gate of God, Right. And so Manly P. Hall writes something very interesting in that work that we're reading. Um, you know, I think it's mine is the wisdom of the Old Testament. Yeah, um, you, there are different versions, right? Yeah. But it's like the wisdom of the Old Testament. But this is a quote. He says, apparently, the Hebrews associated this word, Balah, to confuse or confound, confusing the gate of God. This is the only time I think I've ever seen Manly P. Hall write the word apparently. I think there was something that he was trying to let know in, like, again, not saying that the Hebrews changed this, but there might have been a reason why the word Babel was changed to confusion when really it was meant the gate of God. And maybe this is the original understanding. Like, they literally have confused the gate of God. Um, Not saying it was... Any like I'm not blaming it on the Hebrews. Everybody knows the love I have for for that spiritual practice. But there is a lot of power with that language, and it could have been a select few of like that Zionist kind of class that they would talk about right. that might um, make some inf- you know some inversions, just like how English is kind of the Hebrew alphabet flipped upside down. Again, affecting our ability to use the word, the logos, and our ability to you know morph spiritual principles that are in our reality um, that are the building blocks of these languages. So, I mean, just stuff to put on our tinfoil hat and think about. Absolutely. You know, but I just never saw apparently people, like apparently is interesting. You have to read into that. He was a very direct person. He didn't use the word apparently very often. Um, It's a good point, man. So, yeah, man, I think we just, again, this was an interesting one. We said we were going to kind of touch a bunch of different places and that's exactly what we did. And so, I would really welcome everybody to kind of go on that journey and just see the the various amount of definitions on this Tower of Babel. And, you know, I think we can kind of tell which are the deepest, the esoteric. Mm-hmm. But again, the exoteric, even the original story, has a lot of significance to our understanding. And this really is talking about that aspect of, you know, the descent from the spiritual into the personal and all of those aspects that that personal experience takes on. But again, consciousness needed, it was no longer needing to evolve through the spiritual lens. It needed to evolve through the personal lens. And that's what's working through us as this moment, as we speak. Yeah. And that's, you what, know? I, that's what I mean. I just feel like give yourself uh, in, in such dire times that we find ourselves in it and, and maybe now and, and, and before now, you know, our, our concept of time is just, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of this season is so fragmented, you know, it's like what's been happening in the last 500 years or even a thousand. It's just a blink uh, of an eye, but in that, I feel like rather than losing hope that things are as pessimistic as they look, um, the optimism I think is your connection to source telling you one more time, like this is the process you must go through in order to reach me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's in word, and it's, it's inside. Within. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, temple of man, temple of woman, the temple of us. Yeah, it's it's between the ears. It's between the ears, right? Um, and so. Yeah, no, uh, this was a great conversation. Is there anything uh, anything that you need to add for the good of the order? You know, um, there's, 
I know, I know we're, we, we talked about this with litany against fear last, last week, but I feel like as we break up the Bible, um, more and more in between these episodes, we have new things coming up, new, um, episodes that are going to be sort of separating, but also involving a lot of the things that we're discussing throughout this biblical series. And uh, I'm excited for what we're going to do next week. And I'm excited for the breakdown of a few different individuals that we haven't even talked about. Like for instance, we didn't even talk about Nimrod. And I think we'll, we'll right. have a special place for that. We'll talk about um, Enoch, Enoch. We didn't talk about. Yeah. yeah. And so the watchers. Yeah. Gosh, there's, there's we're slacking. I know we are, we are. We should just make two-hour episodes. Um, but then, you know... People- Let's do a filibuster one day, talk for 24 hours. <laughs> just keep going. Everybody was like, shut up. Like, oh, man, my back was hurting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And then uh, if you haven't already, you know, checked out the alchemical counseling with my man oh, over here. My guy. DP, Daniel Pawinski. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, he, him and I have been talking about the counseling and, you know, there's so many great questions as I look at the emails that come in and, um, you know, different comments that people make in regards to sort of finding the patterns in their life. And this gentleman across from me does a wonderful job of sort of giving you the tools and the knowledge you need in order to um, sort of piece you're not not your life um, into the way you want it to be, but in the way that maybe you could be letting it unfold rather than closing down um, certain doors that may uh, been waiting for you uh, all this time. And I know I can say that with confidence because when I talk to Daniel about my own birth charts or talk about just like what I know and don't know about, it just helps me sort of understand that, that which comes at me so fast uh, on a daily living. So definitely check out the alchemical counseling with my man. Daniel and um, yeah, no, th- the animus podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. going, that's going great. Um, if you, if this is too much for you with the esoteric and it's too heavy and you, well then too bad, but I'm just saying, <laughs> no, what I mean is, um, you know, animus is great because, you know, I really like, I personally really like, um, you know, the, the teachings of Carl Jung and other, uh, philosophies that are mentioned on the Animus podcast, but Eddie V has, you know, the blog going right now on the Know Thyself, uh, website. And it's, it's great to sort of read another interpretation of a lot of this very heavy and deep information that we try to de-occult and try to break down in order to ascend and go within and be better humans as, you know, we're being tested every minute of the day, it seems like in this, in this uh, existence we find ourselves in. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. No. And so thank you for giving the shout out of Animus as well as the Alchemical Counseling. Thank you so much. It is the most fun I have during the week is kind of looking at natal charts. Um, And there is going to be a little bit of a hiatus I'm going to be taking um, probably in uh, the middle of November. So if you want to kind of jump in, if it's something, um, I would love to see you. So we'll be waiting for you. And then patron, your promo code has been posted. It only took me two and a half months late, but it's there. And so make sure if you're a patron that you use that because um, you save some dinero. It's always good to save some. Always money. some good. Always good. Um, well, anything else you want to add? I think until next time. Until next time then. I would have totally took it.